Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Put a Ring on It podcast, a podcast from me, Danielle Pasternak, wedding coordinator of DPNAC Weddings. And me, Daniel Moyer of Daniel Moyer Photography. The Put a Ring on It podcast is for brides, grooms, and anyone planning a wedding who wants insider knowledge, behind the scenes stories, and downright sensible wedding planning advice. Let's get started. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Put a Ring on It podcast. We are on episode three today. Hey Dan. Hi Danielle. What are we talking about today? Today are we talking about picking your nose. I mean pros, picking your pros, your wedding pros. That's what we're talking about today. Picking <laughs> your wedding pros. Picking your nose. That's that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what we want you to take away today, we're going to be talking about just generally how to search for your pros, what to do when you find some of the different ones that you want to reach out to, uh, and then uh, what to look for in in the ones that you're deciding to pick. After you've talked to them, what are you looking for in making that final decision? Right. So number one, searching. There are basically five big areas that you could really use to find any of your wedding pros. They range from you know talking with past friends, because we've all got friends who have been married, all the way through to bridal shows. The first big one that I think is kind of floating up top there, um, and the one that I think would probably be most important is definitely to go to your friends. You know, we've all got friends who have gotten married or we've got friends who have been through the process before. So definitely just go and start chit-chatting with them. Hey, who did you use for this person? Who did you use for that person? You know, what kind of experiences you have with them? And just start picking your friends' brains because, you know, the, a venue or a photographer or a caterer, um, they've already been through the experience with that person. So they can really vouch for them. And you, it's coming from a trusted source. I mean, it's your friend, you know? Right. And I think that goes on the good or the bad. Um, if they maybe had a negative experience with someone, maybe they can tell you who to avoid um, yeah. based on their, their experience. Um, obviously, there's always two, three sides to every story. But um, I, I, anytime that I'm ever doing anything, it's always um, go to my friends first who've had a similar experience and see what they have to say. Yeah. And aside from your friends too, chances are where you're at in your planning process, you've probably already picked where you're getting married at your venue and started selecting a few other pros in the process too. And yeah. ask them. I mean, they're a great resource. They know who to go with, who to trust, who maybe not to trust, who's the best, who's not so great. And they can really lead you in the right direction. Absolutely. Venues are a huge, huge resource. A lot of different venues are, are great to trust. Uh, they have got you know preferred lists of people who work there um, and have worked there and who have a good working relationship with the venue. So that's a good one. So speaking on that 
too, Dan, when it comes to a preferred vendor list from either a venue or a vendor, it's always good to ask, um, whether it's your venue coordinator or sales manager, whoever you're dealing with directly with the venue, ask them for their personal recommendations too. Sometimes that preferred vendor list is more of an advertising list that vendors in the area pay to, to advertise to be on, which isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a bad thing, but it's always great to get the personal opinion too of the person who really works with uh, works with the vendors one-on-one during the weddings and, and so on. Awesome. That's actually very good advice, Daniel. Thank you for that. You're welcome, Daniel. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> the third one that's really, really big are, is obviously search engines and online. And not just Google. Like not Google's just Google. a big no. one, but there's a lot of um, <clears throat> wedding dedicated search engines that exist um, right. on the interwebs of weddings. One of the big ones is Wedding Wire, of course. Yeah. Um, there's Wedding Wire, there's The Knot. There's lots of local resources too. So if you just do some Googling, maybe in your area, um, mm-hmm. you can check out and see, you know, like around here, we've got lehighvalleywedding.com. There's a, a bunch of Philadelphia resource ones. There's, you know, one specifically for the, the DC area. I think the best thing to do if, when you're searching head to Google, type in the city you're getting married, and then wedding. So if it's Seattle wedding, Denver wedding, whatever it is, type that in and you'll get some cool things that pop up that help you. Again, you can also go to some of the bigger ones like Wedding Wire. Well, I'm a big fan of Wedding Wire because they have reviews. And we're going to talk about reviews and what that all means. But any site that has feedback from um, past clients that that pro has worked with is always good because it gives you a little bit of um, a little bit of information to read through. It's similar to asking a friend, although obviously you don't know those people as well, but they're sharing their story. And if they took the time to write that review, you know, it means something um, good, bad or otherwise. So I always I always like looking at that. Another mm-hmm. lo- not so well-known resource would probably just be local bridal magazines. Those are usually found at bridal shows or a local coffee shop or wherever, um, depending on where you live. Mm -hmm. And they're basically just um, a paid advertising source. But it's a very visual way to find your pro. And uh, I always like looking through them. I mean, (laughs) it's always fun for me. (laughs) They do a lot of work in making them really, really pretty and attractive. Um, And, you know, people have, you know, put a lot of time into creating advertisements and stuff. So um, that's a good way to check it out. Mm -hmm. And I always like to um, look at it. I'm a very um, graphic designy person. So I always like to look through it. And I feel like the ads that really call to me are the ones that I feel like I have a connection with. And Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about connection a little bit more later. But that always is like a first impression for me to see how I gel with that person or that company. Yeah. And you just mentioned another one uh, in that last little sentence before, which is bridal shows. Um, yeah. that, that's a huge, huge resource. Um, every area has got bridal shows. Um, but you have to remember that not every wedding pro is going to be there. You know, only a small percentage of them are. But, you know, nonetheless, it's still a really, really great resource. You can go yeah. walk up and talk to people. Um, and that would probably be my advice is that if you're going to go to a bridal show, have a plan of what you're going to do. Right. Like we said, Dan, we're in the Philadelphia, Lehigh Valley area specifically. And in the experiences I've had with bridal shows, both in attending and being a pro at them, um, there's all kinds of different people that show up there. Sometimes there's um, free honeymoons or prizes that they're giving away. A lot of people come just for that. Mm -hmm. But it's always important to remember that all of the pros that are there, just to full transparency here, they often pay quite a bundle financially in order to be there. So spend the time to talk with them. You never know who you might meet. There's all kinds of different categories there from from photographers to venues and maybe you've got your venue but do you still need some place that you want to have your rehearsal dinner it's it's keep an open mind while going through it try and say hi to everybody you never know who you might meet and yeah. i always say two of the coolest pros to meet and potentially hire at a bridal show 
are your florist and your baker. If you need either of those two, a bridal show is an amazing place to hit up because florist work is very visual and you could really go and see, talk with the florist right there. And of course, bakers. You get free stuff. You get to taste cupcakes and cake (laughs) and all kinds of their sweets. And I mean, obviously that's a factor when choosing who's going to do your wedding cake or your desserts Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it needs to taste really good. So bridal shows, they almost always have like um, samples that you can take. Rachel and I went to a bridal show when we were in our planning process. And if anything, it's just really fun to go out and get into the wedding experience. Like a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. what you do when you plan a wedding is like this kind of like non-tangible stuff. Like you're calling people and emailing people and sending money out and putting deposits down and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's just really fun to go to a, a place where everybody's really excited. The energy is really, really high. You get to walk around and talk with people. And you just get to do something wedding tangible. You know, I just think that that's a really great part of the experience. No, I totally agree. And there's all kinds of bridal shows, too. Sometimes um, I know I go to this immediate thought of those like old school traditional bridal shows from the 90s. And they're not all like that. I know there's these two guys from Lovesick Inc. They teamed up with Offbeat Bride and they put together, I think it's called Lovesick, these bridal shows that go throughout the nation. They're just incredibly cool. They've got a lot of good pros there and they have a really good time. Like you said, the energy's high and it's a great experience. So just because you think bridal shows may be one specific way, do a little bit of um, digging and you might find that there's some actually really cool options out there for you. So those are all the really, really great ways to f- start finding your wedding pros. Once you've found some of the ones that you, you're interested in and maybe hiring, I mean, the next step is really to reach out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to start the conversation. Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of different ways. I mean, obviously, there's calling, there's emailing, there's like stopping if they have a physical location. But for now, let's just kind of focus right on, say you're on their website and they've got a contact form. There's there's two different kinds of contact forms. There's a more custom kind of form where maybe the, the person behind that form is looking for a specific experience or asking kind of more in-depth questions. And then there's ones where it's just straight up, you know, name, date, message. That's it. Well, I know, Dan, you have um, a little bit more of a custom one. What's included on your contact form? So I'm trying to create an experience for all of my couples. Um, And I want that experience to start from the moment that they contact me. So I have, of course, I have name and the event date on there. But I also have some things like, what are you really most excited about when it comes to your wedding day? What's the thing you're looking forward to most? Um, What do the photos that you love look like? Um, and then I ask them just flat out, what what is your story? Um, and I get all kinds of responses in there. And I'm looking for them to start sharing with me immediately, essentially. And I think it's important to note that pros like yourself work really hard to create those forms. And there's a reason that those questions are there. Like Dan said, he's trying to create an experience. And sometimes I know when you're looking for your pro and you're filling out, you know, contact form and you're emailing and you're trying to do all this stuff that sometimes it's a little bit time consuming. But taking that little bit of extra time to share that information is really what's going to start you guys off with a great connection and a really good first impression. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think in Dan's case, I think it's fair to say that if you don't fill it out, it's not like he's not going to get back to you, but maybe he's not going to be as excited and he's not going to include as many exclamation points (laughs) or, you know, and that's starting off a conversation. So I think it's it's really important. And he's not asking you to like spill your guts on your entire life story. He just wants to get to know you a little bit better right from the get go. You're absolutely right. It is important to get off on the right foot. Um, For me, the way that I try to approach a wedding day is I want to I want to show up on the wedding day and feel like I'm seeing an old friend. And I feel like I have a very limited time to do that. So that's why I've designed my contact form in a way that is conducive to creating a a personal relationship that starts from the very, very first inquiry. Because I found like when my couples trust me, when they're comfortable with me, when when the connection is there, 
that's when I become more than just like a wedding photographer or like the hired help. I can become more than that. And ultimately, the photos end up being better. Their photos end up being better because I'm I'm shooting through like the eyes of a friend. Mm-hmm. So um, we talked about custom contact forms. On the other side of the bridge is more of a general contact form. It's maybe just name, email, uh, maybe phone number and a message and then that little send button. Um, actually, this is more what mine looks like just because I like people to just say whatever they want and, and then we get a conversation going in the email. Sometimes when you're looking for a certain service or, or product and you see that as a contact form, sometimes it's a little um, intimidating because you're like, gosh, I don't know I don't know what to write. How much information is enough information? I don't want to send too much information and have them think that I'm crazy. So I find it's best to include the information that they're specifically asking for, obviously name, email, phone number, whatever it is. But then when you get to that message point, that's really your opportunity to share the information that they're going to need in order to start a conversation with you. So what um, what I find are like the basics, obviously your name you've probably already put in there, but also include your partner's name, that person that you are tying the knot with, the wedding date um, and where it's happening if that applies I also like to include the best way to contact you and when. So sometimes if you're including your email address, it doesn't necessarily matter as much when they send you that email back. It's not going to interrupt your day that much. But if you're only giving your phone number, then you want to make sure to say, hey, I'm available via via phone from this time to this time. Please call me back. That way they, they know when to reach out to you without feeling like they're intruding on your personal time too. And I like to, for like bonus points, I always like to tell people to include something you liked about that person's work or their website or their ad or really what made that you reach out to them. If you saw them at a rival show and you were like, hey, I really liked your booth, um, th- that bouquet you had out was just absolutely stunning. I've been dreaming about it ever since. I just knew I had to reach out to you. That puts that warm and fuzzy feeling in the pro's gut. And it's a great way to start off a conversation. I mean, I don't think anybody really dislikes when they get complimented on something. And um it's showing that you've crafted a little bit of a personal message to them, which which we all really appreciate in just the same way that you appreciate a personal response in return. It's a little bit of an ego boost when somebody's like, you know, I, I saw you at you know, this bridal show or I saw you online and my friend had said, you know, that they worked with you and that you were just really, really great. So I knew I had to contact you for my wedding day. That like jazzes me. I'm like super pumped. I'm doing like jumping jacks. There's no better feeling than that. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's, that's a really good point too. If someone referred you to contact them, say it. It's just a great way to start. It's like a, a warmer introduction than just like a, hi, here's my date. See you later. Part of what we want to do for the Put a Ring on It podcast is create as much free stuff. We can. Free stuff! Thank you, Dan. <laughs> we, we really want to give you guys um, everything, everything that we can physically give. So we created a downloadable PDF right on the website. If you go to putaringonitpodcast.com slash 003, you'll be able to download that. Put in your name and your email address and we'll send you a template. It's like Mad Lib style. Just fill in the blank, add your information in there, send it along, and you're going to be starting off on a really great foot. Awesome. So other than the contact form, obviously you can call somebody, um, you can just straight up email them, or you can stop into somebody's house. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of wedding pros may just work out of their home. Yeah, and you don't want to just head to their house and knock on their door unannounced. <laughs> that would be weird. Many of us work from our PJs. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Are you working from your PJs right now? No, I have my really fancy Aladdin pants on today. I'm very excited about it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, they're very comfortable. No, these are legitimately Aladdin pants. Like the crotch is by my my shins. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Prince Ali, fabulous. He, Ali, Okay. 
yeah, don't stop in at uh, don't don't stop in at somebody's home unannounced. That would be kind of funny. What we always suggest is always sending an email first, unless they specifically say, you know, on their website or somewhere, you know, give us a call right away. Send an email just so you can establish a time that works best and you can set it up. And then that way they can be completely and 100 percent invested in the call if they know that it's coming. I think it's safe to say too, Dan, that um, all businesses operate differently. Some have receptionists when you call, they answer right away and they take care of your call or direct you to the appropriate person. Other businesses, and this is more like myself, I answer when you call. So sometimes I'm in the middle of something, maybe I'm grocery shopping or I'm doing something else and I really can't give you that undivided attention that you want and deserve. So it, it can be a little bit tricky versus if you email me first, we set up a time to chat, then I can set aside that time in my day to really give you all of my intention and give you all the information that I possibly can within that time frame. And I really like to Dan getting a feel for how I'm communicating with a pro. So if I'm looking for say a videographer and they're just super responsive and they're professional, but they still have a little bit of a casual tone to it. Maybe they're um, a little bit funny or they're incorporating smiley faces than me personally. I know I'm going to get along with this person. Um, and that comes down to you as, as the person planning your wedding, you have to see what feels you have to see what feels like a really good fit for you and for your wedding. Are you looking for someone who's a little bit more corporate um, or someone, like I said, who likes to put smiley faces sometimes? I use them sparingly. <laughs> I use that. I use them and exclamation points probably a little too much. Yeah, but that's okay. Because I'm a pretty happy, jolly, fun guy. Mm -hmm. You're like Santa, but thinner. <laughs> and no beard. They don't know that. They can't see you. There's a picture on the website. Yeah, but we photoshopped your beard out. Oh, truth. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking a little more onto that corporate and casual friend factor, is this somebody that like would mind you texting them? So you just said, is it somebody you would mind texting them? Most pros don't want to receive a text from you all day, every day. Um, but there are certain cases where I do have a few clients that'll send me a quick text if they have a quick question on something. And I don't mind that. I always welcome that. But you want to check and see if that's that falls in their wheelhouse of what they're comfortable with. Um, I can guarantee you if you're working with like a corporate company, you're probably not going to be texting back and forth if that's your DJ or your photographer. But if it's a more um, small business, um, an entrepreneur style company that you're working with, you may be able to text them if, if that's what you want to do. Again, within reason, um, it's always important to respect the other person's personal time. But yeah, long story short, it's, it depends on each wedding pro and what works best with you. I know a question I get asked by my clients a lot is, how many people should I really be reaching out to when I'm looking for all these different pros? You've got all these different categories, photographers, florists, caterers. What's your take on that? I would advise any couple to just reach out to as many as possible. If you think about it, you're, you're creating a team of people who are going to take care of you on your wedding day. So the best thing I think you could do is just to reach out and start doing your due diligence. Reach out, start chatting with as many photographers, DJs, caterers, florists, bakers as, as possible because in the end, you're the only one who's going to know if that connection works. So as you start reaching out to these people, you'll you'll kind of realize that you'll jive with a little better with like certain people. You'll you'll notice some things that you really gravitate towards. So you're doing your due diligence so you can make the best educated decision possible. Mm -hmm. I agree. So after you've reached out to all these different people and you've got this like giant list of all these people that you've reached out to and you've taken notes, how do you begin to even start making your decision, Danielle? How would you advise your couples to start sifting through that and making your decision? 
Yeah, well, I think there's a few different areas that you're just naturally going to look for. Obviously, budget is a big part of it. Yeah. But I think one of the good places to start is seeing how that pro matches the overall theme or style or just vibe of your wedding. You really can't change the style of somebody else to match your wedding. You want to find somebody who matches and gels with everything that you've got going on for your wedding. If you see a photographer, maybe you really like them, but it doesn't fit the style you're looking for. You can't ask that photographer to change that style to suit you. Well, I'm sure so many wedding pros would love to do as much as they can to make you happy. There's certain things about them that they just can't change, just like there's certain things about you that you just can't change. So it's really important to look at all of the different pieces that make up their company and see how it fits with your wedding. And if it's not a good fit, that's totally okay. It's not a good fit. There's a lot of pros out there in the wedding world that that you're going to find a good fit. It just takes sometimes a little bit of digging, but I promise they are out there. And look at their website for clues. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. You know, a website is essentially the digital representation of that person. So the information that's written there, how it's laid out, and not just the images, all that content has been put there with a purpose. So look at their website for clues. You know, are you starting to kind of jive with the feeling of their website just from the information that's written there? Um, that that information is actually important. I don't know about you, Dan. I know you do too. I spent a lot of time coming up with the words that are on my website. And oh my gosh, <laughs> when, so much time, so much time. And when someone reaches out to me and says that they've spent you know, a few minutes reading through and they really like what I have to say. It just fills me up. It fills my heart so much because it makes me so excited to know that somebody actually read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That information's there to try and reach out to you and touch you and really show what we're all about. And if you're reading a site or an ad or whatever it is that maybe doesn't gel with you, maybe they use words that you're like, eh, that's not really part of my, my everyday vernacular, then maybe that's not a good fit. I put a lot of time recently into a, a, this thing called a visual voicemails video, um, and there, right after I posted, uh, you know, a couple, a couple couples had mentioned <laughs> it to me in their individual inquiries, their first inquiry to me, and that just like really like supercharged me because I knew that all that work that I had done uh, was not falling on deaf ears, and that was really really exciting for me. So really, what that means is, you know, if we get the warm fuzzy feelings, you guys should look for the warm and fuzzies too. If you're talking with a bunch of different wedding pros, like we had mentioned before, you're going to start to get the warm and fuzzies from a few of them. Unfortunately, it all can't be based on warm and fuzzies, though. There has to be a practical side of it, um, and that's got to be your budget. And everyone has a budget, no matter whether your budget is um, $1,000 for the entire wedding or $100,000 for the entire wedding. You have a rough estimate of where you'd like to stay and what you'd like to spend on all the different aspects. And before you start reaching out to any of your pros, it's really important to have a conversation with whoever's financially involved in the wedding planning process and see what that budget is. And again, it doesn't matter what it is, but you want to break down what your priorities are as a couple and as a family, as these two families are coming together and celebrating that. Maybe it's um, food, maybe it's entertainment, whatever it is, you want to allocate your budget accordingly. In this case, if you find a pro that you absolutely love and adore and can't imagine having your wedding without, but say they're a little bit above your budget, go back to your spreadsheet or whatever you have that's maintaining it and say, is there an area that we can maybe pull a little bit from and add to this area so that we can get this amazing videographer or this amazing invitation that I think would just really set the wedding off on a great tone? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but that's how you want to work your wedding budget. Just because you say you want to spend X amount of dollars on a DJ right from the get-go, that doesn't mean that you're, you're 
set in stone and 100% stuck with that final answer for, for your entire wedding experience. You you can play with it. It's your budget. But I think a lot of times people, it gets out of hand when people just start making decisions without looking back and saying, well, is there a way that we can maybe deduct a little bit here, add a little bit there and really make room for your priorities? Absolutely. And referencing a previous episode, um, the your party for everyone else. When Rachel and I were planning our wedding day, we picked three top things that we we thought were most important. And we held every decision up to those overall things. And we made room in our budget, even though we still went over budget (laughs) at the end. (laughs) We held everything up to those three things. First was a venue that that gave a great experience. Everything from walking directly up to it, it had good curb appeal through to the service, all the way down to the food. Every little part of it was was a good experience. Second, we wanted really, really awesome entertainment. And we just wanted to have a great time because our, our big thing was having a big party and having a good time. So we had to have good entertainment. And third was really, really great photography. I mean, no <laughs> surprise there. So those were our three big things. And we pushed around a lot of different things and didn't invest in in some wedding necessities, quote unquote, because we really wanted to put our money into those three big areas. So as Daniel was saying about shuffling around your budget, you know, you can not get things or chop some other things that are lesser important to you just to make room for those major services in your budget. Well said. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I think I think that it pretty much about wraps yes, it, it up for picking your pros. Not your nose. Not your nose. The three big things that we really want you to take away from this particular episode was that there's more than one way to find a pro. That's the first thing. Whether that's online, whether that's you know a referral from a friend, there's many different ways for you to find your wedding pro. The second one, Danielle. The second one is starting off the conversation, how that is very important. That sets the tone. It's like your first handshake, hug, high five, and it's great to start off on a good foot. Yeah. And the last one is just finding that connection. Because as we've said before, you're the only one who's going to know if this connection works. And it's important just to find that person because if you think about it, they're going to be spending you know, some more than others, but they're going to be spending a long time with you on your wedding day. Um, one of the things I always tell my couples is that you know, I potentially am spending 12, 14, 16 hours with them. Um, but it's true, you know, we're spending a lot of time together. So you have to like, you know, your photographer's pictures, but you also have to like, you know, your DJ's personality, your photographer's personality, because you're going to be spending the majority of the day with them. Awesome recap, Dan. And obviously you guys have been following along. We've got the show notes up on the website. If you go to put a ring on it, podcast.com slash zero zero three. Um, that's the number zero zero three. We've got that free download up there that we talked about, as well as all the show notes that kind of recap everything we talked about today. Um, if you guys have questions on anything, feel free to reach out to us as well. We love digging a little bit further into the different things, but how you guys can help us most at this point, this is episode three. We, as we've mentioned before, really want to get on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes. And we can only do that with your help by subscribing and reviewing us. You guys help us tremendously achieve that huge goal of ours. So we really can't do it without you, but subscribing, leave us a review, give us your honest feedback. We'd love to hear it. And we can't wait to share more information with you guys. Our next episode in season one is going to be coming up in two weeks. So hang in there and we're going to be giving you guys amazing stuff throughout this season. And we can't wait to share it with you. We will talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye guys.